advocacy communication is a strategic and persuasive form of communication used to champion a cause, policy, or social issue. It involves conveying messages and information in a way that influences public opinion, drives change, and mobilizes support for a specific objective. Advocacy communication can be employed by individuals, organizations, and movements to raise awareness, gain allies, and ultimately create positive social, political, or environmental impact. It often combines a mix of media, public relations, grassroots organizing, and storytelling to effectively convey messages and shape the narrative surrounding an issue driving action and change. Now, not everybody is able to do this. To have a social, a positive social impact requires the correct mode of communication. Uh, you would have uh, someone train you to communicate in the, in the same way. So here we have today a corporate lawyer to human rights litigator to documentary filmmaker to advocacy communications professional. And she is Piper Hendricks, and she runs the organization called Stories Change Power. She's the executive director, and she teaches the art of advocacy communication. Welcome to the podcast, Piper. Thank you, Tej. It's so good to be here today, and I really appreciate the introduction. And, and it's true. I think advocacy communications truly is an art. And it's a, it's a joy to be in the field and a joy to be talking with you today. Wonderful, wonderful. So Piper, coming from a professional now, could you elaborate on the role that advocacy communication plays in addressing the problems facing us and uh, how it is a major contributor to achieving a more just and peaceful future? Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to, and I really I appreciate your your introduction. I think you've covered a lot of the the different elements of advocacy communication, and I'd invite your listeners to to think about the last time they took action wanting to change the world. And what I mean by that is it could be a call to your senator or representative or other elected official. It could be attending a school board meeting to support or oppose a new policy. It could be any any. Um, attending a, a protest, attending a rally, attending something where you're signing a petition. All of those things are actions that you take wanting to, to change a system or a law or a policy. And those things seem invisible, laws and policies and systems, and yet they impact our day-to-day in every way we can possibly imagine. And so when people take action, when you, the listener, has taken action, you had to know first about that issue. You had to care. You had to know what right. action to take. And ideally, the action you took was one that actually made a difference. And wrapped right. up in all of that is advocacy communication, reaching people to, to know that there's a problem, to believe that there's a solution, and believe that they can be part of that. 
And if that sounds easy, it's absolutely not <laughs> with all the things that are vying for our attention today. There's so much that we need to, to cut through and, and to reach the right people who have the power to, to make a difference. And that's what advocacy communication is about. And what Stories Change Power is about is to equip people to be effective advocacy communicators. There are a number of organizations with absolutely wonderful causes. And if we don't do advocacy communications well, then we're not going to achieve our respective missions. And Stories Change Power is all about helping organizations achieve those missions through effective communication. Right. I love the name, by the way, Stories Change Power. It sounds, you know, it, it's like everything told in that one title. Um, talking of, um, you know, a problem, an issue, and somebody wanting to communicate about that issue. Now, I feel, I mean, this is my personal opinion here, the first thing that I would feel is a little bit of fear or anxiety to understand or, you know, approach some official or some uh, agency to ask for some sort of uh, information about it. And then to understand the entire topic completely mm. and then communicate. So it's a long process, right? So mm -hmm. do you also uh, tell people how to go about it in, in terms of steps or phases? I do. I do. And actually, we, we take a, a nine rights approach in our, our advocacy communications programming. And that's looking at the right framing, the right message, the right messenger, the right actor, the right platform, time, team, approach and metrics. And within each of those is, and I'm going to apologize because I do have a six-month-old puppy here at my feet that's discovered something to scratch at. So apologies if you're hearing that in, in the background. Um, but that's exactly it. It is is understanding the bigger picture before we go in and try to become part of the the solution. And and we talk about that in a number of different ways in Stories Change Power. We're looking at a problem and looking upstream. That that notion people may be familiar with this expression of you know pulling you know books out of a river, but who's going up the river to see who's throwing them in in the first place. And, and so we look at, at that, we look at the historical context, because you, to go in with a very narrow mindset to try to, be, to propose a solution is, is to ignore that bigger picture. And so part of advocacy communications and being effective is understanding the bigger picture and then understanding the people who are involved in that, both the, their power and, and them personally. And I'm happy to dig into that more, but um, I think you're right. There, there's a lot to, to research and a lot to understand to be effective. Right. So there are some principles or strategies that you emphasize in your people centered or research-based programming to enhance mm -hmm. advocacy communication, right? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there are there are a number of across those nine rights, there are a lot of things that that you know similar principles that emerge. I think the mm -hmm. two biggest are understanding people and understanding the bigger picture. And when I talk about people, I'm talking about the those who have the power to to change. A, an issue, whether it's, you know, right. any, any policy law solution. And so understanding their motivations, understanding their goals, but then also understanding where there are people who are, are directly impacted. And this is something that we look at throughout the course, you know, being ethical, being fair, being inclusive. And so mm -hmm. we're never speaking for someone else. And, and there's a couple things where I get really, you know, focused on different words. You'll hear people say, oh, I'm giving someone a voice. That makes me cringe because everybody already has 
a voice. It may be a voice that's not heard. It may be a voice that's excluded, but they have a voice. And so understanding, you know, who is it that's involved in the, the issues that we're addressing and including them along the way. And that can get complicated because there may be times that the person who has the power to make a change isn't going to listen to the people who are impacted. And so a lot of advocacy communications is bridging that gap, keeping the people who are impacted involved, keeping them at the table and also reaching those who have the power to, to make a change. So that's understanding people as one big principle, and then understanding the bigger picture, looking at the history, as, as I mentioned, looking at the, the bigger issue, and really aiming to understand before you come in with solutions. Very, very interesting. Yes, I, you just ex- explained why these values are important in advocacy communication. So you talk about you know, incorporating respect, candor, and growth into your programs. So, uh, so, so important to take into account all these uh, aspects and then, you know, communicate. So, um, Piper Teller, what are the key benefits of, uh, for mission-driven organizations and their team members who participate in your professional development programs? So, there are benefits internally and externally for organizations that are part of Stories Change Power. Internally, if you have a more effective team member, then externally, your communications will be more effective. I work with a lot of smaller organizations where quite often you have a communications team of one, and that can be really daunting for a number of reasons, including if if someone is earlier in their career, they're coming in without a great deal of experience and reporting to someone who does not have communications experience. And I heard over and over in interviews earlier this year that informed the programming that I launched in June, that people felt really lonely. They felt really isolated and they didn't know where, where to turn. You know, it's, Advocacy communications is a unique space that quite often is not part of of undergraduate programs. There's not a lot of professional development and training out there. And that really confirmed for me, this is something I want to do. I don't want people who are working on wonderful causes to feel isolated and, and not know where to go. And so what Stories Change Power does is condenses a lot of learning into a short amount of time. Um, Instead of of learning along the way, as I did for many, many years, this can be something that that people have the framework and the foundation right away. And alongside that, they've got a cohort to learn with. And then at the end of our cohort, I match them with a mentor to support their their learning for a year. So all of that is, is with the purpose of supporting more effective advocacy communications. And there's also the benefit to the organization where when people feel like they know what they're doing, they don't feel isolated, they feel empowered, hopefully they'll stay longer. It reduces turnover in addition to you know, reducing um, that learning curve and the, the, the time it takes before you're really making an impact. And I feel in, in this world, there's so many important issues and we don't have time to waste. <laughs> I think we need to go out and, and be you know, as effective as possible as soon as possible. Right. Very, very interesting and very magnanimous of you to even start something like this, you know, uh, find that this is a niche area that is lacking and finding that zone where you are able to provide assistance. Let's take a break to understand what Jizuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employee's experience at your organization or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. 
whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision, a vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Chizuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good. And now, back with our guest. So, uh, Piper, do you have any specific resources or tools that you provide to help organizations and individuals enhance their advocacy communication efforts? So, individual is one, but mm-hmm. organizations also. You Do you promote some kind of... Uh, the number of people and the kind of people who are in organizations. Mm, I, I'm not sure if I, I follow the, the question entirely. Um, can you can you elaborate right, a so bit? If you want uh, a nonprofit to succeed, do mm-hmm. you advise them on what kind of people do you need to employ? Mm, mm. Um, you know, I. I do in the, the leadership. Let me. I'll take a step back for a moment. The the support that I provide. There's two types of support for for two groups of, of folks, and that's one on one coaching, and then the cohort based learning, and that's for new professionals and experienced leadership. And I use that the term new very specifically because new professionals are not always young. Um, there are folks who are coming out right after college and university and moving into these positions, but there's also folks who are moving into an advocacy communications role mid-career or after many different chapters in their their professional journey. And so it's very open, anybody who's new to advocacy communications. And with the the leadership, I think this is something that that really emerged also with the interviews that I did earlier this year. And it it was one of those connections that I look back in hindsight and think, maybe I should have recognized that earlier. But, you know, talking to, to new professionals who were saying, I'm reporting to someone who doesn't have a communications background. Well, that someone who doesn't have the communications background quite often is in, in leadership. And so empowering both, both um, ends of the, the professional equation, so to speak, um, where you've got somebody who's new to the role and their, their focus is advocacy communications. And then you have someone who's in leadership who needs to know how to support them. And so in the leadership cohorts, I do talk about how to, to set the values, how to set the tone, how to set the, the direction for a team. I've, I've not ever said specifically, you know, here's who to hire, um, but getting a sense of, of here are the skills that you need, not only in that advocacy communications role, but throughout your team. And that's something that we get into talking with the, the right team, where everybody within an organization has a role in communications and in supporting communications. And so that's something that we talk about in the leadership cohort to make sure that, you know, everyone is, um, there's so many expressions that I'll go to sometimes, you know, I, I don't want to say rowing in the same boat because that suggests some folks are going backwards without seeing where they're going. I like to think of everybody singing from the, the same choir sheet. Right. So um, now again, a question related to this, but not exactly what uh, you are doing. But do you think that some people have the inherent talent of, you know, 
communicating or some mm. people understand communications better than most people uh, would you say there is something like that mm, what an interesting question i i i do think i think all of our journeys are are, are so unique right and i think that some folks along the way naturally have more of an interest in communication and may have more experience in any number of, of fields or you know areas where that, that their interpersonal communication may naturally transfer over into advocacy communication. Mm-hmm. I I'm pretty stubborn though. I think that that everybody has the potential to to communicate effectively. And I just was on a plane two days ago next to someone who was headed to an um, Oh my goodness, was it anthropology? I, I forget which conference, but he's an expert in obsidian. And we had the most fascinating conversation about communication. And he said that, you know, that the research that gets done is the research that gets funded. And so even communicating about the study of, of rocks and what you want to do and what's important, I mean, that that's the work that gets done. And so it's not based on on it, there's no inherent meritocracy around work. It's it's communicating in a way to a particular person who then has the power to make a decision. And I think about the number of, you know, the, the, the vote in Tennessee many years ago around the Equal Rights Amendment and or the, the right to vote, um, that, tur- that turned on, on one vote and someone who was reached by a letter from his mom and that, that was persuasive to him to, to, you know, to vote in favor of, of this. And so that's a, a long and kind of so meandering answer, yeah. but I, I think yeah, but that, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so I, I think wonderful. when people see the value, I, I'd like to think that there's a way to, to learn, but it is hard. I mean, it is hard in our, our current, especially the current environment where we're looking at so much division. And, and I think there's a lot of, of forces out there, a lot of things that, that are, are benefiting from our staying divided. And a lot of that comes from a place of fear and fearing the other. And so it's even more important now and even more challenging to be reaching across divides and trying to find common ground because like it or not, we're all on the same planet and we all have the sh- same shared future and we all have a role in determining what that, that future is going to look like. Absolutely. I wish more people would understand this. And I think, uh, Piper, you are going to be a very, very busy person indeed. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> because we need people like you to explain uh, why it is important to communicate and how uh, issues can be solved rather than, you know, fought over. Mm-hmm. Wonderful talking to you, Piper. It was lovely talking to you. And last question here. Uh, what is the process for organizations or individuals to become involved with uh, stories change power? Mm. There are four four key ways. Anyone who would like one-on-one coaching, I encourage you to go to our website and, and sign up or just send me an email directly. That's piper at storieschangepower.org. Um, secondly, join a cohort. We have a, a new professionals cohort underway right now, and I am absolutely thrilled by the wonderful people who have come from all over the country and are part of this. And we'll be starting our next cohort next uh, early okay. next year. Um, so it's a, on a rolling basis. Apply anytime. I also am looking for mentors for these new professionals. It's something that we match very specifically to to their needs. And so I, I encourage people if you'd like to mentor someone for one year to to put your hat in the ring. And that's something that you know I'll always be in touch before you're actually matched. 
And, and then last, donate. Um, I'm looking to, to build this organization right now. I'm running it on a volunteer basis, and I'm looking to build it into something that is sustainable next year. So would welcome any, any conversations about that or, or donations, if you have the ability, um, directly through the website or through our page on Global Giving. Sure, lovely. I think you'll see me as a student in one of your cohorts very soon. I would love that, Tej, so much. I'd love to see you there. Thank you. Thank you, Piper. It was lovely talking to you. Wonderful talking with you as well, Tej. Thank you. In conclusion, advocacy communication serves as a powerful catalyst for change. By strategically crafting messages, engaging the public, and mobilizing support, we can drive progress on the most pressing issues of our time. Thank you for tuning in.